Sometimes you get along great and things work out really well. Sometimes they don't. But you still have to find a way to work together. That's what a team is all about. It's life. In Dragon Boat, what you do reflects the whole team. No matter how good you are as an individual, it's not enough. Dragon Boat takes a lot of trust and a blind person's perspective. You are always afraid of getting left behind. You have to conquer that fear, and the team has to build enough trust. If someone is making mistakes in front of you that you would be following, you won't necessarily follow their mistakes. You feel this, this sudden, sudden rush of energy just pop in your head, because you know you want to win. You want it bad. But it's just, it's like being an animal, and, and you have a, have a fresh, hot piece of meat at the, at the finish line and it's, it's just a matter of who gets it out of that six teams. Is it going to be you or are you going to be watching that next guy enjoy the meat? You are listening to the Johnny Tiger Experience, episode 18. Today's quote, at the end of the day, what I fear most is to have nothing worthy to write in my diary. I am Johnny Tiger, and this is my universe.
And here we are with episode 18, getting very close to 20 episodes in a short span of time. Quite impressive, if I may say so myself. That intro today is very nostalgic. Now, some of you may ask, why the heck am I showing the Dragon Boat uh, uh, sound clip as the intro of Johnny Tiger? What does Johnny Tiger have to do with Dragon Boating? Well, in case you don't know, I spent about nine years, ten years of my life being a dragon boater, being part of several dragon boat teams. I was also a member on the first dragon boat team for the blind in Canada, uh, the Eye of the Dragon. Uh, sadly, that came to an end in about 2011 and I moved on and went back into becoming more of a full-time martial artist. Um, many people ask me, do you still miss it? Do you miss dragon boating? And I will honestly say, yes, I do. I miss the camaraderie, I miss the social aspect, I miss the open water, I miss the so uh, being out there uh, as part of the crowd and being amongst of hundreds and hundreds of people of like mind. I miss the dancing, the drinking, the barbecue, the award ceremonies, all that stuff. Uh, when I get back to being a dragon boater, 
quite likely, I think one day, I don't know when, but one day when these old bones become too brittle for martial arts, I may decide to get back uh, into dragon boating. In fact, uh, quite often I still get called upon to do some uh, paddling for various dragon boat teams for special events nowadays. So you can say that I am uh, semi-retired from dragon boating, but it's not permanent, at least I don't think so. Um, for those of you who've never tried dragon boating, those of you who like the outdoors, like a good workout, uh, stay fit, stay social, uh, network with people, I strongly recommend dragon boating. Look out, uh, look for a dragon boat team in your area and try this sport. It's, there's so many benefits. I met uh, some of my best friends on a dragon boat team and I found the love of my life on the dragon boat team so yeah I would definitely recommend it now sadly this week I did not get to interview anybody because of my flu uh, which is mostly gone now you can still hear a trace of it in my voice but I'm feeling a lot better uh, now so hopefully this coming week we'll get another special guest on the show but this week I'm going to go back in time and show you a speech I did for the PRCVR Young Adult Program back in 2007. Like I said before, I don't really like doing inspirational speeches, though I seem to get myself involved with many of them. Uh, anyway, uh, here is a speech. Previously on Johnny Tiger. All right, um, I'm going to talk to you about the objection to youth, or I mean the objective of youth. <laughs> now, actually, <laughs> now actually I'm going to talk a bit about growing up. Um, I think most of us would think that uh, we are growing up, and, or we are growing up. Uh, but before I go into that, I guess I'll give you a bit of background about who I am. Um, um, my name is Johnny, and I left home and moved out on my own uh, as soon as I finished high school, uh, when I turned 18. Uh, had to pay about $550 rent a month as I worked my way through college and then university. Um, I started at Kwangtan College, uh, so that was a bit of an easier start for me because I had to work and try to live uh, off whatever I was paid and also survive and pay my tuition and student loans. Uh, finished school uh, two years ago, social work at BC Open Learning University. Now I work as an interpersonal and social relationship specialist, and I also teach a form of self-defense on the side called lethal counterattack. I teach privately at the local community centers or at my clients or students' leisure. 
Some of you might have saw me just recently uh, on TV or newspaper being involved with the Canadian Idol. You can do that after I win the Idol. <laughs> uh, two or three years ago, me and my band including my girlfriend. Uh, we had released two albums with uh, a few independent online distribution companies. So uh, that was a bit of a rush. Uh, it was very exciting being able to sort of call myself a semi-professional musician uh, and certainly brought in a bit of income to support myself uh, for that period of time. Um, I think most of, most of us think growing up is uh, going through puberty, going through teenage years, get taller, bigger, stronger, smarter. Uh, but personally, I think growing up really only starts after you finish high school. You go from a totally sheltered and totally controlled environment as your family, your elementary, and your high school years into the whole wide world outside, into a university or college where you have to survive or be walked over. I know it's a bit of a, a dramatic way to put things, but that's pretty much how it is in the world outside. Uh, some of us might have been pretty lucky, have friends and family to support us, uh, have a lot of resources, and that's very important, your resources, especially after high school. For myself, uh, growing up has been an interesting ride, and for some part, I can even say it was even horrifying. I remember uh, right after I turned 18, uh, I've been going to this local community to work out and swim for years before that and known the people at the front desk fairly well. Uh, so after I turned 18, I went there and since they know me for such a long time, they just automatically say, okay, $2.50, please. Uh, then I talked to them a bit, they chatted to me, and how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, no, I just turned 18 last month. Oh, in that case, five fifty, please. Uh, as I said, sometimes it can be a bit of a horrifying uh, situation. I remember distinctly, um, I consider myself being a very strong person, both physically and mentally, and usually I have pretty good control of myself. Uh, although if you talk to some of my high school teachers, they might differ that point. <laughs> but I remember the first night I moved out of my family and actually sleep in a place where I could call my own home a place that I paid with my own money and 
place that it was was kind of shabby, you know, nothing fancy,、uh, but it was home. But it was empty. And in the middle of the night, for no reason, I found myself waking up in tears. I didn't know what I was in tears for. I didn't know what I dreamed about or what happened. I just woke up with this deep sense of emptiness inside of me, all around me, and then that was sort of my introduction to it's time to grow up. And ever since then, I try to do the best I can, cope with things.、Uh, sometimes, actually, many times. We would make mistakes. I mean, if we don't make mistakes, then we wouldn't learn anything. And part of growing up is learning.、Uh, to learn from your mistake is not to waste those times that you spend on making those mistakes. What surprised me the most after I finished high school was, well, first, how harsh. Things can be. You know, in high school, if you done something wrong,、um, or you make a really big mistake, getting yourself into trouble, you can usually call home and say, "Dad,、uh, we got a bit of a problem. Can you come and,、uh, you know, explain things for me?" Or you can go to a trusted teacher, say,、um, "You know, I really need some help here." But you might find、uh, more and more after you get out of high school, when you approach people and say, "You know, I, I、uh, have a bit of a situation here. I really need some help." You'll probably get one of three things. First, some people would say, "Now, why would you do something so stupid like that?" Or you will get someone that say.、Um, I'm sorry. I really appreciate your problem, but、uh, I can't help you. Or you will get someone even worse. You should have known better. <laughs> and that's very harsh.、Um, to have to live up to and deal with whatever that came to pass, that you've done, and try to make the best of them. But also, in the same way, I was surprised at how easy some things can be.、Uh, in our home, in school, in high school and elementary school,、uh, we lived in a very、uh, institutionalized environment.、Uh, we are taught to listen and do as what we were told by the people that we're supposed to.、Uh, Listen to.、Uh, play by the rule. Don't question authority, such and such. <laughs> But as you finish high school, you might find sometimes there are a lot of the gray area, but、uh, so famous the gray area out there.、Uh, a lot of people are as uncertain about the rules as we are. A lot of people would 
be happy to come to a compromise if you would offer them something they can use. And this works extremely well when you're looking for a job. A lot of people, when they don't hire you, it's not because they don't like you or they don't want you. Most of it, it's because they are afraid of what might happen. They're afraid of the unknown. Speaking for myself, if I was sighted, I probably would do the same, because it's very scary. Here comes this guy、uh, who's totally different. He can't see a darn thing. I don't know what he can get up to. You know, if I hire him to work in my office, I don't know what mistake he can make on the computer. So in these situations, they don't know what can happen, and it's your responsibility to tell them, okay, this is how I work. Okay, it's not so much different from how you work, and I'll be responsible as the things I've done wrong. You don't have to worry about it. I know what I'm doing. You have to prove to them. The best way to prove to people is usually by volunteer. To be honest, not too many people turn down free workers. <laughs> And I have gone through similar situations where I say, "Okay, I'll work for you for two months for free." But if you are not satisfied, then fine. But if you are, I would appreciate you giving me a chance as a paid worker. And a lot of people actually would go for that. Um, during high school years, a lot of things that I didn't get prepared for.、Uh, well, first things that I was totally shocked when I left school that I was absolutely not prepared for is how much it's lacking of braille material out there. I have always been a braille reader. I can read braille probably ten times faster than Jaws can read. Yet, as soon as I got into college and you know, then university, I found there's no braille material.、Uh, most of the advisors they are either very apologetic or they say, "Okay, we'll try to get you braille material." And then by the time the course starts, I'm sorry, we can't get any braille material. You have to live with tapes. What what are you supposed to do?、Uh, what high school prepared me for, and that's definitely a personal thing. Is、um, I had some extremely good teachers who taught me how to do research, who taught me how to write a proper uh, essay uh, without without embellishing it with uh, uh, literature and flowery language.、Uh, I had some very good teachers that would criticize me and help me. So I think sometimes if you get criticized in high school, don't take it too hard. Take their word, because most teachers seen thousands of students in their lifetime. They know. My three pieces of advice to you is three words. They all start with the letter N. The know, now, and need. Know, N-O, is a very powerful word. It's even more powerful than yes, <laughs> because the ability to say no is a silent consent that we are now adult. We are in control of the situation. 
when you say no to people, they'll most likely to see you with a different uh, from a different angle. Being assertive, but that doesn't mean you say no all the time. You know? But when you say no, you have to mean it. You don't say, I don't think so. You say no. So try to get a bit of a practice uh, with saying no. It's really great for you, especially when you are being pressed to do something you don't want to do. Uh, in a while, when you're asked if you have any question, that's your chance to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second word, now, that's also very important. It's a commanding word, now. It's also a silent consent that you are now in control of the situation. Identify what needs to be done now and what you have to do now. Don't leave things till later because later you won't feel like doing it. Uh, one last word, need. Identify your need is the most important thing in life, priority. It's not about what you want, it's about what you need. When you tell people, I really need this, instead of telling, I want this, people will mostly give you what you need or try to help you achieve what you need to achieve. So I see that the time's up and uh, yeah, uh, now it's your time to say no. <laughs> <laughs> The Johnny Tango Experience Podcast will be back right after the break. It's 3 a.m. I'm on your comments page In a real bad mood ain't left my room in days I cut you so deep cause I'm a real sharp linguist Flame with such heat you'll need that fire extinguished Never talk to a girl, that's just how I roll If I think that you're wrong I'll call you noobs a troll And I mean it, that's what gives me swag Even though we both know that I'm a giant pussy bar In the next up guy, I'll slap you around From the safety of my base but that's just how I get down I'm a keyboard warrior putting people in shock I'm a wooju with my words caps always unlocked your video sucks, yo, there I said it Done nothing with my life, but I don't regret it Take it out on you, in the form of a garment Thumbs up, thumbs down, you wanna vomit I be on my keyboard and I'm feeling badass Reminiscent of the very best sex I've ever had Coincidentally, I was by myself Unless you count that skinny from my mom's top shelf Internet tough guy, I'll slap you around From the safety of my basement, that's just how I get down I'm a keyboard warrior putting people in shock I'm a wooju with my words caps always unlocked Internet tough guy, slapping you around From the safety of my basement, that's just how I get down I'm a keyboard warrior putting people in shock I'm a wooju with my words caps always unlocked 3pm, I'm back at it again I'm smoking stitches with my fingers cause I've never made friends When I'm really pissed off, I pound the ship key Mother F-U-C, Chumpy know that it's me Rat tat tat tat, 80 words every minute, gigabyte, gangsta fool, yo I'm in it to win it On a keyboard conquest, I'm the Genghis Khan, I'm ripping nerds with my words till the break of break of dawn If you're feeling like crap, yo I feel better, you can't see me on my gay ass sweater Only wear this shit cause I got it for 
Christmas. What brand is it? Bitch, none of your business. Internet tough guy, I'll slap you around. From the safety of my basement, that's just how I get down. I'm a keyboard warrior putting people in shock. I'm a wooju with my words, caps always unlock. On YouTube, 13 hours a day. Telling every single user that their videos are gay. gay. I search to find clips that I don't want to view. Just so I can spit out all the hate that I spew. After YouTube, I'd like to hit up the forum. Telling fellas that they fail. Maybe call them a moron. Now my mom's yelling, saying you gotta move out. Mama, be here till I die. That's without any doubt. Internet tough guy, I'll slap you around. From the safety of my basement, that's just how I get down. I'm a keyboard warrior putting people in shock. I'm a wooju with my words, caps always unlocked. Internet tough guy, slapping you around. From the safety of my basement, that's just how I get down. I'm a keyboard warrior putting people in shock. I'm a wooju with my words, caps unlocked. Hi, Mommy, what's for dinner? Blades 101, where plastic bottles meet their doom. Okay, here's another Blade 101. Today we are doing something a little bit different. I'm here in the uh, studio and uh, just spent the last hour or so practicing doing through sword forms and stuff like that. So I know when, we, when I started Blade 101, my original intention was to talk about knives. But uh, I'm also a sword person, so I thought might as well talk a little bit about swords. Um, when I did my sword training, part of the training was the uh, Aijutsu style, which is a draw, cut, and sheath the sword. Um, I remember watching someone do this, um, and the, me and my friend we were watching Deadliest Warriors of all things, and one of the guys on the show uh, was showing off like how he can draw his sword, cut and sheath it within like two seconds or something. And my friends was really impressed with it. And I was like, that's really not all that impressive. Anyone who practices Aijutsu can do that. And my friend was like, can you do that? And I said, oh sure. So I strapped up my sword and gave them a demonstration and suddenly I became the coolest guy they've known. <laughs> um, so I thought, we are going to uh, do a few demonstrations here and uh, then we are going to talk about how to train yourself to be able to stab at a target because as a blind person stabbing is a nice uh, sword thrust is a hard thing to learn hard to t uh, learn how to acquire a target so we are going to talk a little bit on that but first we are going to demonstrate the draw, draw cut uh, with a, I got my sword strapped to my waist uh, it's a uh, the scabbard is resting against my left hip. Uh, I'm wearing a short dueling saber. Uh, most people can well, do this with a wakasashi or a katana, but I have a fondness for short sabers, so that's why I'm doing this with a short saber. The technique is pretty much the same. So there again, our objective is to draw, cut and sheath. Again, draw, 
cut sheep. That's just to give you a sound, uh, example of the sound. So um, when I do a fast, you probably won't be able to tell uh, what's going on. So I'm going to give you a demonstration first here. It's a um, target in front of me. A man-sized target in front of me at the sword reach distance, or a little bit further away than arm's reach. I'm going to start out with my hands in front of me, like on my chest. So we never start with the hand on the hilt. That's cheating. Uh, because part of the thing is you need to be able to grab the hilt and draw the, draw the sword without starting with your hand on the hilt. So, you know, you might be talking to someone, your hand may be on your side or up in front of you, like, hey man, hey man, calm down, I don't want to fight. And then you'd be able to, you have to be able to grab the sword, hilt, and draw in a hurry. Okay, so here's the scenario. The guy's in front of me. I have my hand up. Hey, I don't want to fight you, I don't want to fight you. And I'm just going to draw, cut, and sheath uh, at when I say go. Now this is a little bit uh, hokey because I'm the one calling the shot. Uh, I don't have a partner here to say go for me. So, but you know, this will give you an idea how fast things can go down when you, if you come across someone, assuming you're in a world where people do wear their sword around, which people mostly aren't. But in a sword fighting situation, how fast things can go down. Go! And it's all over. Let's try that again. Hand in front of me. Hey man, I don't want to fight. Go! All over. The only slow part that I'm not very good at yet is the resheathing of the sword. That usually uh, takes a bit of practice because you don't want to rush that until you're really, really good. Uh, a lot of people stab themselves in the leg or stomach when they try to resheathe, uh, rush the part where they resheathe the sword. I can do this with my back to the target as well. Let's say I got my sword on my hip and someone is coming up behind me trying to attack me. Of course, this is all hypothetical. You know, this will not happen in real life because I don't wear my sword on the street anyway. But let's assume that I'm in the fantasy world, that someone is coming up behind me and trying to, uh, try, try to uh, menace me with a sword. And I'm going to turn as I draw, cut, and sheath the sword. And it's over. Let's try again. Again, that's over. Both times, I was able to draw the sword, turn, and chop him across the neck. If, the, he's, if he's blocking with his arm, that would be his arm that get locked off and received the sword. I didn't time this, but I'm pretty sure I was uh, less than 
three seconds. Used to be able to do this in uh, a little bit less than two seconds, but I'm a little bit rusty with this right now. So, what is the trick here? We have to look at the motion of when you go to draw a sword. When you draw a sword, rather than making drawing and cutting two separate motions, we are going to cut as we draw. So the line of my attack is already lined up with the target before I draw the sword. This is why in Aijutsu, they say a sword that is still being drawn is much more deadly than a sword than a sword that's already come uh, already out of the sheath. Because once you draw the sword, you're committed to that line of attack. If I have a sword in my hand, anyone know which angle I'm going to come at them because they can see the which direction the sword is coming from. But when the sword is still in the sheath, I can draw it and depend on the line of my elbow or my wrist, the sword can go in many directions. So I can draw and cut the hip. I can draw and cut across the body. I can draw and cut the head. I can draw and cut the leg. I can draw and stab. Oh, within one second of time. Like I said, the one, the part that actually take more time is when I receive the sword because I'm trying to not impale myself. <laughs> so, before you draw your blade, you have to imagine there's a line between your elbow or your wrist to your target, whichever point on the target you are going to hit. So let's say I'm aiming for the hip. When I go draw the sword, I'm lining my elbow up to the hip of uh, my opponent. So as I whip the sword out, all I have to do is straighten my arm and the sword will bite into the hip. If, I, if my target is the head, then I just have to cock my elbow a little bit so my elbow faces upward. So as soon as I draw my sword and straighten my arm, it chop the whole chop across the neck. Let's say I want to draw and stab, which is a little bit difficult. Then in this case, I have to make sure my elbow is going to come back behind me as I draw. So when I draw the sword, I'm already turning at the waist. So draw, turn at the waist and come forward. And that's a stab. So draw and stab. This does not only apply to cut. If I want to deter the person but I don't want to kill them, after I draw, all I have to do is flick with my thumb. And the back of the sword, the blunt edge, in other words, I can hit them with that. Let's look at that again. This time I'm going to draw and hit and sheath. And you'll notice that it's just as fast. 
again. So as you can tell, the sword doesn't always have to kill. Now let's look at how can you practice how to thrust with a sword if you're blind. Well, it's really hard to acquire the target, as I said, even for sighted people, uh, trying to get them to nail a head-sized target that's hanging on a rope is very, very difficult sometimes. You have to have really good hand-eye coordination, generally. So, okay, I'm going to uh, unbuckle the saber from my belt. Put that aside. And I'm going to grab my long sword here, which is better for this practice. For beginners, what you want to do is you put your free hand fingertip on the target you're going to hit. And then step back one, two, two, uh, two steps keeping your hand in the air, pointing at the target. So, what this does is, all I have to do is bring the sword in line with my pointing hand, and hit and strut forward, and I hit the target. Again, put my hand on the target, step back, sword out, stack. Again, acquire target with the hand, step back, stack. Once you, get, once you get better at this, you can try not to acquire the target every single time. Just leave the hand pointing, stab, retract the sword, stab again, retract the sword, stab again, retract the sword, and stab again. As long as you keep that arm nice and stiff, and pointing in the right direction, this should be something you can work on. It does not make you a sword master when you do a stabbing contest, like in fencing against a sighted opponent, you are still going to lose. But it's a great way to practice and a really, really good workout, actually. I'm just going to uh, do a few stabs here without talking, so you can see uh, how the workout should be. So I acquire the target, walk back. pretty good workout. That was less than a minute of repeated stabbing, thrusting with a sword at a head-sized target. And my right arm, <laughs> I can feel the burn. So this is uh, how a blind person can learn how to do this simple sword trick of stab 
how to draw and cut. Remember, when you're playing with knives or swords, be responsible and always have control. Knives don't kill people. People kill people. Hey Bloop, have you heard about this new text-based RPG online? I have. I believe I know which one you're talking about. It's called Cyber Assault, and it's available at cyberassault.org. Is that the one you're talking about, Leap? Yes, it's really, really cool. And I like it a lot because it's a game that's set in the future where nuclear apocalypse is happening. How exciting, a nuclear apocalypse. We've seen a lot of nuclear apocalypses in our time. However, this text-based RPG is the most accurate game of all time. Very cool. Yes, and it has a cool character class that you can actually choose from, including Borg, Stalker, Caller, Crazy, and Mercenary. I really like the Borg. Reminds me of my robotic mother. Very cool. Very, very cool video game. One more time, Bleep, what's the website? www.cyberassault.org. Check it out. It's free, so do it. You do anything for free these days, goodbye. Cooking 101, where happy cooking leads to happier meals. Oops. Crap. Hello everyone, welcome back to another Cooking 101. This is going to be a shorter one, unlike some of the other ones I've done. Uh, it's something that some of you might already know, but just in case you never thought of it. Have you ever had situations where you order pizza and you end up, after you, you finish with pizza, you end up with a bunch of pizza crust, like the, the butt end, the, the, the end that some people say the only thing good they are for is for you to hold on to. I hate those things. Right? There's only a few, very, very few places where I would eat the butt end of the pizza, the crust, the, the outer rim, the hard, chewy part. There's very few places I, I, that make them good enough that I eat them. So I usually end up with a big, big load of them. So uh, in, my, in the early days, I used to throw them out, but I always kind of felt guilty about it because, you know, it is food. What do you do with them? Well, I've been doing something that actually worked really, really successfully. If you have a grinder or a magic bullet, chuck them in there and grind them up and save them for breadcrumb. Like if you are doing, cooking something and you need to coat something with breadcrumb, use these things instead. They, they work. They, they work really, really good as breadcrumb. Uh, uh, just uh, grind them up and then you don't even have to season them or anything because most of the time these things are already seasoned they, have, they already have salt or whatever in them uh, so just uh, grind them up, put them in the container, freeze them and then next time you are breading pork chop, breading chicken and rather than using those expensive breadcrumbs you have to buy from the store by god we are actually buying breadcrumbs from the store like you know 
people in the old days would be laughing their heads off if they hear, God, these future people, they have to buy breadcrumbs. <laughs> Man. Um, so yeah, you know, rather than doing the stupid thing, buying breadcrumbs from the store, these pizza crust get used and no food is wasted. As usual, happy cooking, happy meal, and be safe. Hello? Hello, Mr. Mabe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Brian, calling from Olin Photography Studio. Mm-hmm. I was calling to let you know about our family portrait special we have. Mm-hmm. You and your family can have an 11 by 15 color glossy portrait for only $9.95. What, what time is so it, Brian? I'm sorry? What time is it? Uh... I work third shift, man. 10, uh, 10.30 in the morning. Um... Uh, this offer is good only through April 10th. Which man, I just had this terrible dream. I'm sorry? I just had the worst dream. For, oh. I dreamt that I, I got fired from a job and I, I, I couldn't work worth a darn or something. Or I dreamt that I couldn't, uh... I had to get a job and no one harm me, so I had to... I had to take a job as a telemarketer and, uh... And I, I bugged the heck out of people all day long, and people were getting pissed off and everything. And then um, I realized how much I hated telemarketers, so I, so I started killing people and stabbing people, and I got this gun, and right I was going to shoot my supervisor, and uh, on the phone ring. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a dream. But uh, who's this? A young doctor who just opened his new office went to work on the first day filled with eagerness and hope. While sitting in his office, he was alerted by the receptionist that there was a man here to see him. Show him in, show him in, said the doctor, and immediately turned to pretend to look busy because he was told that he had to look busy to look important. So he picked up the phone and started speaking into the receiver. Yes, very well. That will be $200. Yes, and that treatment will take two days. Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you, ma'am. I will see you this afternoon for your appointment. Okay, goodbye. And then he hung up the phone. Turning around in his chair, he saw the man looking at him with a baffled expression from the doorway of his office. Well, now, my good sir, said the doctor, what can I do you for? Uh, said the man. Well, nothing. I'm just here to install your phone. (laughs) I guess you just can't win them all. (laughs) Well... Before we end the episode, as usual, I'm going to give a shout-out. This week's shout-out go to thinkgeek.com. That's www.thinkgeek.com. If you want a good online shopping experience, ThinkGeek is my personal favorite. Uh, right next to Amazon, that is. Uh, ThinkGeek carries almost anything a geek can desire, from zombie survival tools to action figures to that 
really gorgeous Death Star uh, knife block you can have in your kitchen. Anything you want a geek related, it's mostly likely they have it. And even things that you haven't imagined exist, ThinkGeek probably has it. So go to thinkgeek.com and sign on to their newsletter and browse around and have some fun. Uh, we are getting very close to Christmas, and ThinkGeek is always one of my must-stop uh, at shopping spot for Christmas gifts for people. And with that, we come to the end of episode 18. Don't forget, if you have sponsorship requests and donation-related questions, or comments, and feedback, send them to Johnny Tiger at shaw.ca. Johnny Tiger Experience Podcast is now open to sponsorship. We can take several uh, sponsor ads. So if you have a small business or a website you want to promote, why not send us an email and we can talk about pricing for sponsorship. Also, you can find me on johnnytiger.com. I'm also on YouTube as Johnny Ty or Johnny Tiger. I'm, on, I'm also on Facebook, Reddit. And if all else fail, just Google Johnny Ty in quotation mark with keywords such as martial art and self-defense. Thank you for being here with me tonight. I will see you guys in the next episode.